how it lights my path, how it guides my way. Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 to 20, and then Luke chapter 10, 21 and 22. So Akani will do the first one. Jesus went to the territory near the town of Caesarea Philippi, where he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? Some say John the Baptist, they answered. Others say Elijah, whilst others say Jeremiah, or some other prophet. What about you, he asked them. Who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Blessed are you, Simon, son of John, answered Jesus. For well, this truth did not come to you from any human being, but it was given to you directly by my Father in heaven. And so I tell you, Peter, you are a rock, and on this rock foundation I will build my, I will build my church, and not even death will be able to overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. What you prohibit on earth will be prohibited in heaven, and what you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Then Jesus ordered his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Thank you. At that same time, Jesus was filled with the joy of the Holy Spirit, and he said, O Father, Lord of the heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever, and for revealing them to the childlike. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do it this way. My Father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the Son except the Father, and no one truly knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Good afternoon, everyone. How are you all today? Has God been speaking to you today so far in the meeting? Yes, yes been speaking to you, speaking to quite a few people today. God speak to us, speaks to us in lots of different ways, doesn't he? He speaks to us through the worship, like we've been doing in this meeting. He speaks to us um, through reading his word in the Bible. He speaks to us as we pray. Um, he speaks to us through the actions of other people. God speaks to us in lots of different ways. Um, and, but, but he also speaks to us directly sometimes. He also speaks to us sometimes in ways where he's speaking to us directly, not through any kind of intermediary or anything like that. Um, and that, I think, is what we normally think of what we mean when we say we've received a, a revelation from the Lord. He's, he said something to you directly, that maybe there was something that was unclear in your mind uh, that suddenly becomes clear, that light bulb moment, um, or maybe you've just been going about your everyday business, not thinking about God in particular at all, uh, and suddenly a, a thought pops into your head. That, that, that's God speaking to us through a revelation uh, to us about him. Now, now I'm, I'm going to um, give you an example of a revelation I had once, um, and uh, then we'll, uh, uh, this, that, that will show you, I think, the kind of ways that a revelation can speak to us and really make a difference in our lives. Um, I don't know how many of you 
um, have had birthdays recently, but you might have had um, a birthday cake. And I want you to imagine this is a birthday cake, and uh, you unfortunately only had one person um, it, uh, sharing your birthday cake with you. This is a very poor representation of a birthday cake, I'm afraid. Uh, I am not very good at drawing circles. I think this birthday cake, you know, the, ca the cake tin was quite bashed about before, before, any, uh, before Shirley started cooking it for me. Uh, and, 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 and that's why it's not a very good circle. But nevertheless, if you can imagine it's your birthday, this is the birthday cake, and you've only got one other person to share it with, this is what it would look like. You would get this bit and they would get that bit. So you could eat, there are two of you, you would each get a half. Now, you might have had more people wanting to share your cake. And so you could have cut the birthday cake so the portions looked something like this one up here. If there were four of you, you'd each get a quarter of the cake. You can see that as the number of people is getting bigger, the size of the cake is getting smaller. And that continues. Here's an example where it's one-eighth. Here's an example where it is one-sixteenth of the cake. Now, I can only go so far to demonstrate that with uh, an illustration on the flip chart like this. So what I have done to illustrate what happens when you get some really small numbers is I have commandeered a glamorous assistant in the shape of Eleanor. So Eleanor, stand up. Everyone, everyone give Eleanor a, a clap for this. She is, going, she is going to be a wizard on a calculator for me, and she is going to write down the answers to some questions. I'm looking for my black pen but can't find it, so I will use the brown one instead. And hopefully it will write. Yes, it does. So, Eleanor, can you tell me, first of all, what do we get when we divide 1 by 50? 0 0.02. Nice and loud, yes. What about, let's go a bit bigger again, 1 in 400? 0.0025. You can see as the denominator of our fraction is getting bigger, as the number we're dividing into one is getting bigger, the numbers are getting smaller because there's more and more zeros after the decimal points. What happens, Eleanor, if we divide one by 2,000? 0 0.0005. Now, here's a really big one. Which table had the biggest number when we were doing the, uh, when we were doing the game with the numbers before? Which table had the biggest number? This one, I think, yes. Um, okay. Um, let's, let's go with this table here. We, we, um, you're quite ingenious because those two tables... They both used the symbol 8 to represent infinity. Uh, but you probably have, still have one of the biggest numbers, uh, even if we don't do that, and just go with it as 8. So can you read out to me what your number was again? Oh, right. Well, maybe, maybe we'll have to go with this table over here. What was, what was your number here? 9 million. Can't hear you. Nice and loud. Nine, nine million, seven hundred. 
9,753. <laughs> what are the... What? I will tell you what, we'll make it that. 9,753,081. Eleanor, what do we get when we divide 1 in, by, by 9,753,081? Zero point. Now give me the zero slowly. We've got to get the right number of them. Zero, zero. Six zeros. And a one. Fantastic. Thank you, Eleanor. That was great. You can sit down now. And thank you, everybody else, for taking part in that. I had, the, re the revelation I had was that I, I was struggling to, to sort out two, what I thought were two unrelated problems in my mind. I couldn't work out what would happen when you divided one by zero. I also couldn't work out what would happen when you divided one by infinity. Eventually the light bulb moment came. I was looking at them as two unrelated problems. And they're actually two sides of the same problem. Because the reciprocal of zero is infinity. The reciprocal of infinity is zero. And so at one stroke, I got the, the, the answers to both problems. And that, that for me was a revelation, a light bulb moment, which told me, I, I didn't realize it at the time, but I, because I wasn't a follower of Jesus when that light bulb sort of lit up in my mind. But I realized later on that that was the Lord speaking to me about a mathematical gift I had, and that it was something that I had to pursue. And that sort of set me um, on what, what eventually became a career path. It was a a real light bulb moment. So God speaks to us sometimes in unexpected ways that are real revelations and can really change our lives or put us on a path that will be a, something we will follow for quite some time. Now, in the Matthew passage that we were looking at uh, earlier on, uh, it was clearly Peter that had a revelation when he said to Jesus, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Up until that point in time, Jesus hadn't really gone around proclaiming himself um, as the Messiah at all or doing anything like that, which might have put that thought into Peter's mind. He'd just gone about doing the, the everyday stuff of preaching, teaching, healing, and so on and so forth. And so Peter hadn't been prepared by Jesus um, in any way for that. He hadn't been primed by him. Um, and when Jesus asked the question, who do you say I am? Um, he wasn't responding to something that Jesus might have, humanly speaking, um, already placed in his thoughts. He, what Peter said was clearly coming to Peter um, as a direct revelation from God. Uh, and so uh, it, was, it came out in a way that was really clear and really succinct. You know, I think we remember those words, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Um, as one of the probably more memorable passages in the whole of the Bible. We might not always remember the reference where it is, um, but we'd certainly remember those words, uh, and they, they stick with us. They're like, you know, in history, there are a lot of people who say a lot of words. 
in the end, they only get remembered for a few of them. If I were to ask you, what do you remember about Winston Churchill and what he said, for example, you'd probably come up with something like, we shall fight them on the beaches, or something. Yes, Leslie's mouthing it already. There you go. Uh, we remember people who've written millions and millions of words in the end for only a few of them. And Peter's words, you are the Christ, the son of the living God, I think they're, they're up there in terms of the uh, really memorable passages uh, that we come across um, in the Bible. Now, in the other passage that Eleanor read to us, um, Jesus was saying that uh, sometimes when the Father wants to reveal things to us, um, there will be things there that uh, are clear to us but are not always clear to others. Um, Jesus said that um, the, words that he, the words that he was revealing, they would, not, they, they, they would be clear um, to people who were uh, like babes and infants but not clear to the wise uh, and clever. So receiving a revelation from God is not always about uh, great intellect and understanding. You don't need to have a degree in theology to receive a revelation from God. Any of us can receive one. Uh, that, 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 that is what revelation is about. It's about God speaking to you in a way that's clear um, and it really relevant to your life. No matter what your background is, no matter what level of education you have, no matter how young or how old you are, uh, God can reveal himself to you. Now, sometimes God only wants to reveal um, things to very limited groups of people or perhaps only to one individual. And I think we see that um, by a couple of things that are noteworthy um, about the passage where um, Jesus is having this interaction with Peter. And Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. If you look at that passage, there's a couple of things to note about it, I think. First of all, Jesus isn't having that interaction with his disciples in a public place. Um, it's all taking place uh, in, within a closed group. So Jesus was um, sharing things with that group that he didn't want to be shared that readily elsewhere. Also, if you read the passage, you'll see that they'd removed themselves to a place called Caesarea Philippi. Now, uh, Caesarea Philippi was uh, an area, I think, to one end of the Dead Sea, where there was actually relatively few um, Jewish people living. It was largely um, a non-Jewish community. So there would be no uh, leaders of synagogues or anything like that uh, that would be readily accessible, that could receive that word and perhaps then uh, contradict, try to contradict what Jesus said. I don't know how far Jesus planned that in advance. Um, it's difficult to say perhaps whether uh, he would have specifically planned um, to make that revelation to Jesus, to, 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 to Peter. Um, but he, when he had that opportunity to do it, when he saw that he, that he was there with the disciples in a private place where he could reveal things to them that were only for um, a select few people to know at that point in time. He took that opportunity and made this help, helped uh, Peter to have this revelation and this understanding. Uh, so there are times like that when God will reveal things to limited groups of people or perhaps only one person. 
If you're that person, don't be afraid. My challenge that I want to leave with you today then uh, is this. Firstly, are you already open uh, to receiving revelations like that from God today? Or is there something in your life, perhaps, that's blocking that channel of communication? You know, if we really want to receive um, a revelation from God, we've got to be willing to receive it, first of all. Often it's that lack of willingness that is blocking revelations from happening uh, and will mean they just don't take place. But if you are willing, if you are open, uh, then God will reveal to you what he wants you to receive from him. Now, I should add a note of caution about that because that revelation, when you receive it, it may be something that you are not expecting. It may be something that will completely surprise you. So be prepared for that. But be open to God nevertheless. By being open to God, he may surprise you but I think you can be fairly certain that in the long run, he will not disappoint. The surprise may mean that it'll take you a while to understand and to take it all in. But when, that, when you deal with that, when, you, when the surprise is dealt with, it certainly won't be a disappointment. The revelation won't be um, a disappointment. Now, if, you're, or if you've already reached that point in your walk with God, if you're already open to him, um, is there something that you need to ask for a revelation for, from him for? Is there something that you need God to speak to you directly about today? Perhaps it might be something within your education, within your work environment, within your family life or something like that. Is there a specific area of your life where you need a revelation from the Lord today. If there is, don't be afraid to ask for it. We're going to have, I think, time for prayer after the meeting, uh, and there'll be people to pray with who will help you uh, ask for that revelation. So that's what I want to leave with you today. Let's pray that as we go away from this meeting, first of all, any blockages we are carrying around in our lives that prevent us from receiving the Lord's revelations can be cleared. And secondly, uh, that we will have that willingness and openness to receive whatever it is that God wants to reveal to us today that will help us in the week and the month that lies ahead, and even longer than that maybe. It may be a revelation just for today or the next week or the next month. It may be a revelation that will be relevant for the whole of your life, but it will be something that is relevant to you for your life that God wants to place within your heart and reveal to you today. Thank you. Surely.